Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. And you're with the Double L team filling in for Mon while she's away, Lyle and Lawson. On today's show, we have some amazing stories coming up. We're going to be talking about flowers for Valentine's Day. And you might be wondering, why is Lyle talking about flowers for Valentine's Day? Well, you may be listening to the delayed broadcast, which may mean that it's Valentine's Day. It may mean that it's a week later. I really don't know. But anyway, be that as it may, did you know that most of the flowers that you are buying for Valentine's Day come from uh, either Ecuador or Kenya, where they are grown using virtual slave labor. We've got uh, Mon over in Kenya right now, where she has been reporting on this firsthand, where uh, the workers get paid just over $3 Australian per day to grow flowers in very toxic conditions. They have to be very toxic conditions so that they can survive the two weeks that they need to be able to survive to be um, imported here into Australia. And, of course, they really only, uh, the workers there really only surviving about five years in that in those circumstances. That story is coming up. We're going to be talking about them in much more detail. Um, we have Anna Beden coming into the studio. And for the second time ever in the history of Faith FM, we have live music right here in the studio with Anna Beaton. You don't want to miss it. She's going to join us for the Bible study as well. We are going to talk about silence in heaven. How do you make heaven go silent during our encounter with God section? And Anna's going to be staying there for us, for that, for us. And of course, coming up in the question of the day, one of the most controversial ones we have had for a long time. And that is the question that relates to Valentine's Day. Should a Christian involve themselves in Valentine's Day or not? Some people have raised the very deep pagan roots of the holiday and say, no, this is a pagan festival. We should have nothing to do with it. Well, should we or shouldn't we? We're going to find out. What does the Bible say in relationship to these kinds of issues? What is the principle that the Bible lays out for us? But of course, don't remember, don't forget that if you would like to collect, if you would like to listen to the live show, we had a caller come through from Queensland today who won the prize. Listening to the live show via her phone, of course, you simply go to faithfm.com.au, press play, or go to the Tune In Radio app, make it one of your favorites or make it your favorite, and it will work perfectly from there. That's the easiest way to do it. You'll have a perfect signal wherever you go. So join us on the live show here on Faith FM.
to Lauren Daigle with Powder Redeem here on Faith FM. Lawson, give us the first clue for the quiz. Okay, this is a what am I quiz. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready to find out what this is? First clue. Though it is hidden, Jesus says he will give some of this to him who overcomes. Ooh, and Lyle's already got it. So... Yes, that, just like I said yesterday, there are certain books of the Bible do not challenge me on. <laughs> so if you know the books that Lyle likes to, to study, or you know what this clue, you know, you know where this is referencing, give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you can claim a wonderful, amazing, top of the line, top of the order prize. But Lyle, yes. we've got some, got some news. Okay. Hit us with some good news. I think you, didn't you say you had some sad news? Yeah, sad news or good news? Like, or so this is. Are you going to cry on radio? This is like good sad news, like because it's men sad. Are, men are allowed to cry. It's sad, but it ends it's manly to cry relatively awesome. well. But it's like you're. A, you're it's just not great. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is this is. Bond really, cries on radio. Check Bond. this out. Check this out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Tissues handy. Okay, now here we go. Um, He's he's dabbing his eyes. Rescue workers in South Africa have pulled a newborn baby from a storm drain in a four-hour operation that ended with cheers from onlookers. So, as I said, this is this is very sad news, but at the same time, yeah, that's sad but good news. Sad but good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this baby was pulled out alive. Yeah, if the people are cheering. Yeah, yeah. So the baby. um was completely uninjured, unharmed, um, wow. survived. Yeah, so rescue care paramedics, um, one of the groups that, that help, uh, you know, pull the infant girl out in Durban in South Africa, uh, said it was unclear why the baby was dumped and that police were launching an investigation. Um, the group said emergency responders uh, went to the scene on Monday after residents heard a baby crying deep inside the concrete storm drain. Um 
the KwaZulu-Natal uh, Emergency Medical Services spokesperson, Robert McKenzie, told the South African Broadcasting Corporation that the baby was washed about five or six meters further down the drain to where mm. it was put in. And so, yeah. It's a decent distance down. It obviously was a challenging yeah. rescue. That, well, obviously not something where you can just crawl down, grab the baby and crawl back out again. Mm. Yeah, they really had a to. Small space. They've got a they've got a video here that we're probably we're going to put up on on our social media. We're going to share to it's um them opening up the drain and they had to to go to the backside of the drain and, and crawl in because um, yeah it's just this big concrete storm drain. It's like the drains on the side of the road, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they were really stoked, you know, that they pulled it off. Um. Yeah, it's it's great. Some great planning the, there. You the know, it's one of those okay. things that it's one of those things that sort of it does my head in a little bit because you find this is a story that's going to go around the world or it's gone around the world. Mm-hmm. We're hearing about it right here this morning, and people are cheering, people are excited, people are so happy that this child is alive. You know, there's probably a reason why the child was placed in the drain in the first place. Uh, probably coming from a fairly broken background, a broken story behind that, and this child will probably go into you know state care, foster care, and so forth. Mm. Um, the thing that the thing that does my head in is that people cheer just as loudly when they pass legislation in New York, you know, a few weeks ago, where you can take the life of of a of a of a baby with mm-hmm. no questions asked, yeah. provided that it has not yet its face has not yet come out of the womb. Yeah, I think it's you know, <sighs> it's just rough. Man. And it's we like, even- what is what 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 is wrong with our world? You know, we place so much value on this life here of this child who is an unwanted child. No doubt coming from, you know, South yeah. Africa, coming from poverty. No doubt, you know, uh, the, the, the parents are thinking this is, a, this is a mercy killing because basically that's what, you know, 92% of abortions are is that they are seen as being mercy killings. Mm-hmm. And just because you can see the baby, somehow that makes a difference. Yeah. Somehow because you can see the baby, its life must be saved. But if you mm. can't see the baby inside the womb, then you're allowed to kill it. Yeah. You know, it just it just does my head in. And, you know, sorry to t- take a good story and throw a um, a more serious twist on it, but, you know, I, 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 where is our world at as far as human life goes? We are ruled by emotion and not reason. Mm. We need to bring reason into this argument and not just, you know, just pure emotion. Yeah. No, but, but it's a good point that makes it such a sweet but sour story. You know, it's like great. They save this kid. That that kid's gonna grow up and, and live a life as a person, and, and that's that's amazing. But it's like the the background, you know, the the brokenness and the hurt behind that situation just must have been terrible. Like that that kind of situation, like a baby being dumped in a drain, like like that. You know, if there were no onlookers that heard the baby crying, like it could just be it would never an, be seen, never be heard of again. It could just be another dead it baby, and that's just. It's just, it's just rough, man. And this is the thing when it comes to abortion. It's like, I know we don't really talk about this. Like, I, I think we do. You know, we, we say, we, basically what I'm trying to say is, it's like, it's a life, man. It's a life. Like, the morality that we're chasing here is not some arbitrary thing of like, oh, you shouldn't or should do this because the, the Bible says so or my moral standard says so. It's like, no, this is just a human life. Yeah. Like, come on. And the thing is, the thing that does my head in it, you know, if I if I take a uh, say an unborn wedge tail eagle and kill it, mm. 
you know, I can be up for, you know, massive, you know, criminal offense, all that kind of stuff. In the United States, it's even worse if you go after a bald eagle, um, you know, you can be at like five years jail and so forth. Mm-hmm. But if you take a, a baby like a minute before it's born and kill it, no questions asked and you're off scot-free. Yeah. It's rough. It's, it's just like you've got to be joking. What kind of a world do we live in? One day there's going to be a backlash against this and future generations are going to look back with horror mm. at the, you know, this is basically just eugenics is all it is. Yeah. You know, we look back at eugenics and how it was practiced and we're like, that was barbaric, you know, back in the, uh, you know, around the Second World War era. And future generations are going to look at us and go, what kind of human beings lived, you know, in in, in the 20 teens 2020s yeah for for sure you know people would rejoice over it and cheer and be smiling and happy and thinking this is you know this is a great outcome for humanity mm. but let's let's close the news segment with some more uplifting news all right give us give us some, okay, something okay. super positive there so an Lawson. amateur cyclist comp- completes the toughest stage of the tour de france um and he did it without a seat for charity, so this is this isn't crazy to me. I used to be uh, a cyclist myself. I used to well, I used to be a motorbike rider. We used to cycle a lot for training, and this guy did he t- have the thing that the seat goes on? Yeah. Oh no, he pulled the seat pole out so it was flush. So okay, it's a little bit less risky right. than you were thinking. Because I'm just thinking that could go really yeah, badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, it was good when the seat pole came out. The um, the 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 bar was just sort of flush Flat. with yeah, yeah. the uh-huh. thing. So yeah, they didn't have to worry about that. But um, a guy from a 52 year old cyclist from from England uh, named Rob Holden um, did the climb. It's on Mont Ventoux. In the Tour de France, which is the most one of the single most difficult climbs in the world, it's like the most notorious stage of the Tour de France. It was, you know, where it, this this hill has, you know, especially in the sort of doping scene, people have like doped big time to get up it and have died. Like this is it, it is one of the peak tests of human strength. Um, and this guy rode up the whole thing. Um, it took him about. Two hours to do 21 Ks on a bike is slow. Like, that is just a slog. But, yeah, it took him two hours to get up this hill, uh, 21.5 kilometers. And, uh, yeah, it was really impressive to me. I'm like, that is insane. That is incredible. Um, and he did it to raise money for um, for prostate cancer. Oh, so, wow. he donated um, a lot of the money to prostate cancer research Um but yeah, he actually this guy is is actually known for doing challenges up this up this big hill. In 2013, he took um you know those bikes that you just sort of like when you're in Europe or whatever, you pay like 15 bucks and you get them from the side of the road and you ride them around they have the basket on the front and stuff. Mm-hmm. He took one of those up it and like yeah. he said he said that was difficult. But then going to, like, on this time, he had a full carbon race bike, but having no seat and standing up is so difficult for yeah. a long... So, so I don't know... So how, how long was he, did he have to stand up and pedal for? The, the entire... For basically I mean, two hours. Two hours. That's just grueling. And there's, like, modern cycling has come to realise that, that sitting down reduces lactic acid, and so... Yeah, without being able to sit down. Yeah, sure, you've got that real go and pedaling power. But at the same time, you're like the lactic acid that sets you. You are burning like crazy. Yeah, it is gnarly, but it's good to see the guy did it. It's good to end on a good note. This is What a Beautiful Name with Travis Cottrell. 
beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Welcome back, guys. That was Travis Cottrell. What a beautiful name here on Faith FM. What are you laughing at? Nothing. No, I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> why, why are you laughing at me? Well, we're in deep conversation, and then I'm like, oh, we're on air in two seconds. <laughs> and now we're, here. we're talking about doping scandals in cycling. But anyways, on to better and brighter things. Clue for We've our got quiz. another clue for, our quiz. clue for the quiz. Of course, Lyle's already got this, so no double prizes up for grabs. But remember, one eight hundred. This 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 quiz is appropriate to the breakfast show. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. You can give us a call and answer this quiz. Check it out. The Ark of the Covenant had a gold jar that contained this. There you go. If you Ooh. know what the answer is, you know what our number is. 1-800-324-843. Give us a call or text us on 0491-064-669. All right. So, Lawson, the other day we had Mon doing her Mon Rog, and I should mm-hmm. say that Mon is unavailable for her Mon Radio Log today mm-hmm. because she is still out the bush. Yep. Uh, there is no mobile service. There is no Wi-Fi. There is no electricity where she is. Mm-hmm. And so she is uncontactable. So can I ask you a question, Lyle? At this time, as she is at the bush in Kenya. Can I ask you a question? You can ask. Why do we call it Monrog? Because it's like a vlog, but it's not. But vlog has an L in it because it's video log. Yeah, but and, you and, can say and, vlog. Try saying rlog. R- well, rlog. But it, that's what it should be. Like, rog, it should be rog. rog just doesn't make sense. Uh, it makes plenty of sense. makes sense to me. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue so much easier on radio. And that's rog. all that matters. <laughs> Give us a text, 0491064669, and tell us, or tell us if we should change it. Because I'm, I'm, um, I'm standing up for um, you for know, non-millennial, non-millennial texting practices. I'm standing up that, that I, I want to say that we should have it correct. We should we should you know stick to English and grammar appropriate you want. acronyms. But anyways, Lyle, what what do we got for today? What's vote, what's happening around the world? Vote for Lyle. <laughs> vote for Lawson. Okay, vote so for a uh, Mon, Mon was joining us the other day and talking about the flower industry where she is in Kenya. Yep. and how the flower industry is run primarily by slave labour, mm-hmm. and that the slaves generally last about five years before the chemicals that are being used um, put them completely out of action. And so tomorrow is Valentine's Day, which is a bit of a question because the 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 bit of a question mark because the question is, and when you are buying your flowers tomorrow, what are the chances that they come from Kenya? Mm -hmm. When you said flower industry, I thought you meant like flour, like to make bread, wheat. That would be the wheat industry. The wheat industry, and there is there is uh, you know large wheat farms in Africa as well, providing wheat all over the world. But it's like flowers, like good looking, beautiful flowers from the florist. Okay. 
Okay, so when you go to the florist tomorrow or buy them off the side of the road, what's the chances are that those flowers came from Kenya? Now, this is an interesting Ooh. thought because, you know, I don't know about you, Lawson, but whenever I pick flowers, you know, pick them out of the garden, cut them off, put them in a vase, two days later, they're dead. Yeah, fully. There's no way you're going to put that thing on a plane, fly it from Kenya, have it arrive here on time, in condition for uh, to be able to sell all day on the side of the road on Valentine's Day. Simply not going to happen. But mm-hmm. this is why the Kenyans are dying. Yeah. Because of the chemicals that they use. These flowers, after they have been picked, can last for two weeks and can survive being flown around the world. And the bizarre thing is that we import $67 million worth of flowers into Australia every year from Kenya, Ecuador and Singapore. Oh, that's... That's not a good number. This just this just ridiculously huge, and this is uh, and of course none of this comes with any labelling. You would think that they were grown in the flower farm just down the road, but they're yeah. not. Of course, the flower industry changed dramatically. <coughs> excuse me, ten to fifteen years ago. And as a result of importing, uh, many of our local growers are simply gone. Mm. Now, of course, when you are growing overseas and you're growing using slave labor and you're growing using chemicals that are illegal in this country, it makes it competitive, Um, which, you know, is why suddenly you have uh, overseas flowers coming in. And so it would be a good thing, I think, to have labeling on our flowers so that the local growers can get a bit of a look Mm. in somewhere Mm -hmm. and say, hey, these came from Kenya. You know, these were grown with using slave labor and illegal chemicals. Um, and people died as a result of this. And I think you might get less people buying those. Man, harmful business practices are like the killer for me, hey? Like, oh, I, okay, I don't want to get into this, but like my, that was my biggest problem with the Gillette ad. That like... Yeah, yeah, these guys that use slave labor to create their <laughs> to, product. To get like, they, they source palm oil from people who got done for using slave labor. And then they're like, oh, toxic masculinity. It's like, I don't think you're the best moral judge of character. <laughs> so, it's like rough. That that was my problem with that. But yeah, yes. no, I just... Oh, it's just the worst. It's just, it's just the worst. Okay, and here's the other thing. Less than half of the uh, flowers that are imported into Australia uh, meet biosecurity standards. Um, they take a week to arrive, mm. and so you can imagine by the time that they uh, they arrive on the side of the road or in the florist here, that uh, you know they've spent a week travelling around the world mm. already, mm. and they could have any kinds of dodgy bugs in them because they're not being properly. Yeah! Imitated. Wow! Like. Oh. And so we're looking at a major crackdown on uh, on imported flowers as a result of this, which should be good for local growers mm-hmm. and also good for our biosecurity. Yeah, fully. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story? We were coming home from Fiji when I was like I was like seven, and my little sister was like five, and she got this bag, this plastic bag, and filled it up with shells from the beach. And we're coming home, and we're like, "Oh, Shelby." Don't say anything because we just want to go through customs and get out of here. Oh, and then she's be and then she's like, we get to customs and she's like, they ask, oh, is there anything in your bags of biomaterial? And my little sister, she's like five. She's like, yeah, there's some shells in my bags. Like, yep, gone. And done, there's over. like six of us 
<laughs> like my whole family and we all have to open Every our bags bag and scan them through the thing. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and for a bag of shells that my little five-year-old sister Good probably, girl, probably well like done. one got confiscated, but if it got, got when it got, if it would have got through, <laughs> she would have forgot about them in like a day. Yes, and goodness knows what you would have brought into this country. <laughs> Such a biohazard. Okay. The Bible says in James chapter 5, Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for mm-hmm. the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth and your gold and silver is rusted and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped, heaped treasure together for the last days. Mm. So this is last day concept uh, context. Notice this verse, the next verse. Behold the hire of the laborers or the wages of the laborers who have reaped your fields, which is kept which is of you kept back by fraud, cries, and the cries of those which have reaped have entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, it's a rather strong verse, but it does describe the conditions that exist in our world. Right now, mm. and uh, to to hear it firsthand coming from uh, Mon while she's in Africa, where she's actually seeing this on a daily basis, and she's treating people on a daily basis who are actually working as slaves with their wages being kept back by fraud, so that we can have a great Valentine's Day over here. You know, it's something that I think is really worth thinking about. Mm. Yeah, it's a, uh, a a serious situation. Moving on to uh, another story very quickly. Um, Francisco Cox has just been um, extradited to Chile. He fled from Chile to Germany 17 years ago. Um, he is a high-ranking priest, of course, and he fled uh, Chile when it was found out that he had spent a lifetime as a pedophile abusing mm. young children. Uh, but he wasn't expelled from the Catholic Church until last October. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it looked like, yes, okay, things are going to go south here. Looks like he's going to end up back in Chile and facing charges. Well, maybe we should be doing something about it now. This is not a good look. And, of course, they have waited until he's suffering from dementia and terminal prostate cancer. So he's probably not going to really deal with any of those charges anyway. And this is a challenge that you and I face, Lawson, is that you have these kind of corrupt practices taking place where the worst kind of criminals are protected by the church uh-huh. and then you and I come along and somebody asks, oh, what do you do for a living? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a member of the clergy. And the moment you use that word clergy, they just look at you and think pedophile. Yeah, it's it's just the worst. It is like the worst thing ever. Like The Catholic Church needs to step up and we've been saying this again and again and again and again. They need to step up. They admi- they need to admit that they have created a culture through the confessional and through celibacy that has created this. They need to take the blame for it. They need to take the heat for it. And they need yeah. to bring it to an end. Man. This needs to stop. We don't support anyway, this. Oh. This is Anna Beaton. I like that you've got the wool over your eyes. Cause it suits me fine To know that you don't even realize I like the way that you don't question anything And I love the way that you go along with everything I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know You don't even know And I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know And you don't even know 
Welcome back, guys. That was Anna Beden with Wool Over Your Eyes. And, of course, Anna is joining us in the studio right now. And uh, before we go to Anna, we do have another clue for our quiz. Lawson, give us the next clue for our quiz. Yeah, right. Here we go. The next clue for the quiz is, prior to attacking Jericho, the Israelites ceased from eating this. Of course, this is a what am I quiz. We've given two clues away already. I, I believe you can do it. Give okay, us a so call. before they attacked Jericho, they stopped eating this particular item. Ooh, so if you know Anna, what that is, Anna, don't go, don't give, don't don't say anything. <laughs> but do you know the answer? Um, uh, look, it's a bit hazy, but um, I could just say that I do because you don't even because I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but what we do, what we do, we, have, we if if you say that you do know the answer, we make you write it down on a piece of paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you, then you just call right, out. Wait for the next clue, then just to cement it. No worries. Right. So if you know what this is, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. You will get a prize. Okay, Anna, we are super excited to have you in the studio here Woo! at Faith FM this morning. <laughs> um, we have had you on the phone here once before. Yeah. We play your songs all the time on Faith <laughs> FM. You're one of the most popular uh, singer-songwriters, um, oh. artists on our show right here. That's awesome. And, uh, and so, yeah, this is the first time actually live in the studio. So, Anna, mm. tell us just a little bit about yourself. I know you have done so in the past, but mm. um, for those of you who don't know you, mm. whereabouts do you come from, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, sweet. Um, so I was raised in a small village called Bedenville. Um, my last name is Beden. Um, it's a, quite of a unique upbringing, actually. Um, so essentially... Yeah, we have like 27 acres and there's like five houses and um, yeah, the population of Bedenville ranges from 30 to 40 people and we just kind of take in anyone. You come home one day after school and there's a new guy in his tent out the back <laughs> and um, yeah, just welcome them to the community. I don't know, it was a really communal upbringing. It was epic um, and like everyone used to come to the house on Wednesday nights for Bible study and we'd all just eat food and hang out and um, yeah, it was really good. So I think it's really contributed to my like communal life. Like I just love people. I love like, yeah, being inclusive and getting everyone involved and yeah, I was raised on the Sunday. So it sounds like a, is that like like a little bit hippie-ish or <laughs> yeah. something like that? Or just yeah, like, yeah, just take life easy. You know, and- yeah, kind of. But like, you know, we kept our clothes on, which is good. Um, no, no, no. No, we just, oh, we just had a good time. It was just really awesome. Does like, Beatonville still exist? Yeah, yeah. Still is there a sign out the front that says Beatonville? <laughs> no, we should you get You guys need to put a sign up. Come on. <laughs> Definitely. Come on over. And, and, and just random people still turn up? Um, yeah, yeah. It's probably less frequent now that like we're all kind of a bit older and we're not just inviting all these randoms home. Um, so yeah, but you know, just, yeah, there's just, you know, an old guy at the back and just some uni students that like, yeah, get good rent and yeah, just some, just a mother and a father that just loves everyone. Fantastic. So, yeah, awesome. It's really good. It's good to see Christianity in practice, mm. in a practical way. Oh, totally. and, and having a property like that and using mm. it to be a blessing for mm-hmm. others. Totally. Now, you're a yeah. school teacher? Yes. So, yeah, I went to Avondale and studied for four years. Um, Avondale and then, College? Yeah, Avondale South College. Wales. Yeah, awesome place. So good. Go there if you need to um, or want to study. But, um, yeah, it was epic. And then, yeah, I became a teacher. I'm a secondary teacher and I my major was religion and my minor was maths and PE. Um, but when I got out, I taught like music and drama as well. You know, they just throw you in it. Um, but yeah, I taught in Toowoomba. Yeah, I don't think you're lacking in talent <laughs> when it comes to music and drama. Uh, yeah. Well, I actually didn't really know much 
nice theory, to be honest. So I was just strumming my guitar and we were having a good time. My aim was, because it was like primary. <laughs> so my aim was just like to make kids love music. And I, th- I think I achieved that. But then it was good for them to learn. Like, okay, what, so let's talk about Sydney yeah. Wolverton then. Yeah, Sid. See, she seems to be um, one of your success stories. Is that right? <laughs> oh, look. Oh, man. She's just... She's incredible. She would have done it without me anyway. She's epic. Um, but yeah, she was one of my grade 12 students last year. And yeah, I've, I've obviously, yeah, been at the school since Sid was in grade 10. So I saw her grow up through grade 10, 11, 12. And she was writing songs like before that. And, um, yeah, what, like, I don't know, I was just chatting with her and I was like, you just need to record them, eh? Like, so we just kind of organized. Um, I was going to record my 30p anyway. And I was like, you know what? I could just mentor you through the process as I'm doing mine. And it was just incredible. We used this under the same musicians and we recorded at the same studio and it was like a whirlwind week. It was like six days and we recorded 13 songs and uh, I don't know. The guy was like, I don't know if it's possible, but we just, man, efficiency. Just smashed it out. Smashed Bam. it out. Bam. Yeah. Fantastic. Nah, and, awesome. and how would you feel if uh, if Sydney becomes bigger and more, oh. uh, oh. more influential <laughs> than Wait, Anna? I've already come to terms with it. She will. She's epic. <laughs> she's honestly, she's honest. I, I just, yeah, I can't speak. It's, it's, the highest form of, it's the highest form of flattery when your student mm. outperforms you. Oh, totally. You can take the, can, take the credit for it right there. No. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that no. was my student. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, uh, we were just listening to Wool Over Your Eyes, which yeah. is uh, one of our top 10 songs here yeah. on Faith FM. Oh, awesome. And uh, it, it's, it is the Anna Beden song that everybody <laughs> is talking about. Oh. Um, tell us very quickly about that song, and then we're going to um, yeah. have you play Yeah, no worries. Life. Actually, this song, it was crazy. I actually really feel like this message and this song was from God because... I was just sitting after like chapel band rehearsal one day with my kids, sent them off, and I just sat down at the piano. I hadn't sat down there for ages, and I, I just pressed like the record button on my iPhone, and in six minutes and ten minutes, uh, ten seconds, this song came out like of my soul. Like I don't even, I literally put no like real thought into it. I just like sung it, and it literally has like like a storyline and like you know it, like a really. I don't know, it just like literally things like, I don't know, it comes across as though like you've really thought it through and planned it out, but like honestly, it just came from God. Like I changed wow. like 10 words from the original. Um, yeah, there was a section where I said YOLO it up, and I was like, I don't know if I should really keep that. <laughs> throw back <laughs> yeah. to 2012. Yeah, no, yeah, throw back. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Lawson. Yeah, so then I was like, yeah, I'll just change that to live life to the full. Um, so yeah, but so yeah, just little things like that, but honestly, like, yeah, and I feel so convicted every time I hear this song. I'm like, I literally just feel like it's from God, like, I don't even know if I wrote it. Um, but yeah, it's this man. God's okay. awesome. And uh, whenever that song does play here as one of our top ten, make sure you listen to the words yeah. of it. It is just, it is just very, very powerful. That, I think that's my, one of my top like thing. The lyrical content of your mm. latest album is like "Wool Over Your Eyes," but the, yeah. it's it's just like. Oh, okay, so we're going to do something here on Faith FM this Legend. morning that has only ever been done once before. Whoa! So you're the second person Woo! ever to come into the studio and to play live. The only other person That's who awesome. ever did it once was uh, Melissa Rado. Oh, oh, what an amazing so, platform to share with it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. All right, so what are you going to sing for us this morning? I'm going to sing a song called Unimaginable. So my whole like... Um, yeah, my whole concept of the album is like captured epiphanies. So this is like a moment when I realize, you know, how when you think of heaven, everyone's like, oh, like giraffes and like swimming with the sharks and stuff. But like the best part of heaven, guys, is literally like hanging out with Jesus. And so that's kind of like the climax of this song. So yeah, I really hope you like cool. it. Cool. Before you sing it, 
Mm. Can you do us a favour? Oh yeah! Can you do a a Faith FM sound grab for us that oh, we can uh, yeah. we can use for sure? So or I've got it right here on this piece of paper. Okay, for you. <clears throat> I got this. Hello everyone, this is Anna Beden, and stay tuned to Faith FM. There you go, sound grab from Anna Beden. You'll hear that uh, in in future times, but uh, right now, Anna's going to. We'll just get our microphone sorted here, and is going to bring to us unimaginable. Inside your soul Have you ever felt A love that never would grow cold And have you ever found A peace that trumps No matter what may come And the patience of a high school teacher But there's a place We're going to But there's a place With all those attributes And there's a place Where all our longings are fulfilled Missing peace in the puzzle is filled Well have you ever felt Oh yeah, I'm just, just remembering verse 2 <laughs> Wait, okay, joy, love <laughs> It's the pressure of radio Yeah, it just does, it, does your head in, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Wait, it's, it's literally just the fruits of the spirit So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness Kindness, okay Oh yeah, have you ever seen kindness all around <laughs> and goodness triumphing evil in every round and faithfulness holding on till the bitter end and the gentleness of a baby duckling but there's a place we're going to but there's a place with all the Attributes, and there's a place where all my longings are fulfilled. Missing peace in the puzzle is filled. There's an epic violin solo in this part. If you want to listen to the original, <laughs> enjoy the guitar. <laughs> Chasing rainbows until the endless skies We'll be flying through a galaxy so deep and wide And all of our loved ones who will reunite But above all, above all From your lips my name you'll call Jesus, it's you I'll stand before Well, I'm totally in awe It's unimaginable 
Cause there's a place we're going to At Jesus' feet all things will be made new And there's a place where all our longings are fulfilled Missing piece and the puzzle is filled You've made me completely whole Oh Jesus, come and take us home <laughs> There you've got it okay. <laughs> Live in the studio oh, Good Yeah, glad I remember that second verse <laughs> okay. You can just tell it's live and it's, it's real, it's, it's authentic oh, That's it, that's it awesome. Fantastic, awesome. thank you so much Anna for sharing that with us That was that was just great Now Anna, where do you get the inspiration for your songs from? Do they come from, you know, do you just like randomly laying in bed one night and it just comes to you? Or uh, how, does, how does that creative process work for you? Well, yeah, I'll just say it's like quite different every time. Like, yeah, like Wall of Your Eyes, I've never had really that experience before. Just mm. like sitting down, literally just comes out. Um, but yeah, sometimes like I just hear like a sermon and I'm like, whoa, that's an epic concept. Or like, f- like, I don't know, you could hear something like 20 times growing up and then one day like actually sinks in and you're like, whoa. And I guess the whole, this whole album, like I have this like prayer journal on the back of my prayer journal. I kind of write like song concepts or sermon concepts because I love to like preach as well. And um yeah and so I was just like looking back through them and they're pretty much just all my epiphanies like whoa this is like actually true or this or this and I just like yeah wanted like I wanted to take that concept and then write it in a song so I'd like never forget that I like understood it and like yeah and then I also to share it with others and maybe like it could click with them when they're listening as well um so yeah I don't know like yeah I usually just like sit down and maybe have like a concept I want to write about and then I just start strumming away or making a bit of a chord progression and then yeah, just lyrics kind of just flow, and if anything's kind of good, I'm like, oh, write it down, or like, or press my voice record thing. And yeah. how, how long does it take you to write a song? Um, well, I actually booked this like captured epiphany recording studio when I only had like three complete songs, um, and it, like I had like a term to write the rest. And I think honestly, just having a goal like really helps me. Um, so I sat down and run. Um, unimaginable. I wrote like that first verse and the first two lines of the chorus in like 2015, like at this challenge for my friend. Like, and it was in my, I was just listening back to my voice memos and I, and I was like, Oh, I think that concept is really good actually. And then, um, yeah. And so I just sat down for the rest of the night on this Friday night and I just wrote it out. And actually in between that song, I wrote Rise, which is on the end of my album, which is just this random kind of miracle song. But, um, yeah, it kind of came out. Just in the middle of the other one. So I don't know. Just my brain goes everywhere. I'm like, oh, actually, this is cool. And I just start strumming and then singing. And then if I love it, I just write it down or whatever. Yeah, I can see your yeah. brain going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. It's like it Anna <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. And it's been great having you as a part of the show this no morning. Worries. And you're going to stay for the Bible study? Um, Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So good. We're going to listen to another one of your songs yes. now. Um, unfortunately, this one is not live, mm. uh, but this is featuring Sydney Wolverton, which yeah. is um, Better Day. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. Stop 
sail away to better days.